Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. In a culture where we are taught to trust our doctors, what happens when that trust comes into question? Where do you turn and what do you do? In this week's episode, we'll be hearing from Casey, a mother of four. Eight years ago, when she had her first baby, her faith was comfortable in the typical medical model. But after a physically traumatic first birth and a highly encouraged scheduled C-section with her second, Casey began wondering if there was a better way. Join me as we hear the way that Casey, who's experienced four very different types of births, navigated her decision-making and eventually succeeded in having a triumphant birthing experience at home. Well, hey there, everyone, and welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and this is episode 58, and I'm kind of working on my style here, so let me know if you like how I did the kind of question-y part first and then moved into the um, actual, like, what's happening stuff. Um, So before we jump into this amazing interview with Casey, I want to do a little housekeeping First thing is if you go to myhappyhomebirth.com, you will see that the interview application is back up. It's back online. We will be interviewing at the very end of January, the 31st and February 1st, and then again the following Friday and Saturday. So if you're interested in sharing your home birth story, go ahead and fill out that interview application. And remember, I do these uh, in 12-week batches. So if you are not selected for this coming batch, don't worry. That doesn't mean that I don't want to have you on the show. I totally do. Please just try again the next time. If you will go ahead and take a screenshot of you listening to this episode and post it on your Instagram stories, I will be reposting on mine. Thank you guys so much for doing that. It really does help people find the podcast if you tag Happy Home Birth Podcast. And with that, I would also like to thank our reviewer of the week and remind you guys just how important those reviews on iTunes are for the show and how helpful they are in getting other moms to find the podcast. So Ashlyn L1289, she said, fantastic podcast. I am an aspiring doula and currently cannot afford to take a certification just yet. I spend hours listening to this podcast on top of reading and watching birth videos, and this podcast is seriously so beautiful and helpful. Ashlyn, thank you. Like that's, that's so incredible that you are listening to this and for you to be able to have this perspective, like the mom's perspective, when you go into birthing situations, it's just going to be so amazing. And I know you will be a total asset. So thank you so much for listening and for, uh, working towards becoming a doula. If you'll email me at Caitlin at myhappyhomebirth.com, I will absolutely send you a happy home birth podcast sticker. Thank you guys so much for doing that. Okay, so that's all that I have for you this week. Please remember that the opinions of my guest might not necessarily reflect my own and vice versa. Also, neither one of us are medical professionals, so please continue to see your doctor, your midwife, or if you're like me and my guest, Casey, please continue to see your chiropractor. All right, let's jump on into the interview. Casey, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to share my stories on here. I can't wait. So you have just recently had baby number four, who is our our second guest. <laughs> yes, you, little yes, baby. you can hear him. <laughs> you can hear him nursing. I love it. Um, so I would love to talk about your birth stories because, as you said before we started, you know you've kind of experienced birth in every way possible. Uh, but before we get to that, I'd love for you to just introduce yourself to the listeners. Yes. Um, my name is Casey and my husband, Brian, and I live in a rural part of Virginia with our four little ones. Well, not so little, but <laughs> um, we have a daughter who is eight and three sons, a five-year-old, a two-year-old, and then a three-week-old. Oh, congratulations, a sweet little babe. <laughs> yes. And I homeschool our two oldest, so I'm a stay-at-home mom. Yep. Well, so tell me about um tell me about your first birthing experience with your eight-year-old. That's your daughter, you said? Yes, yes, that's my daughter. Okay. Yeah. So how um, was that? It it was your typical, I feel like hospital birth. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, 
I was young, didn't really research like I have with number three and four, but um, with her, I had a 20 hour labor and um, went to the hospital. And, you know, before I went to the hospital, I was like, oh, I'm going to have a natural birth, like all these things and didn't really research it, you know, Mm -hmm. and didn't care for it or anything like that. And as soon as I got to the hospital, I'm like, okay, I'll take the epidural. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. Yeah. My husband was like, yes, you you can have it. Just give her whatever she wants. (laughs) And um, so I got the epidural with her and I ended up pushing for two and a half hours with her and her heart rate started dropping and they ended up using forceps and I ended up with a fourth degree tear. Oh, yeah. So my recovery was a little bit rough with her. Um, So, uh, yeah, like, I mean, just the healing process took a a little while and, but I mean, she came out healthy. I mean, they took her from me right away to check her all out and everything. And they had to check her shoulder because I guess it was kind of like a shoulder dystocia thing Mm -hmm. where she had gotten stuck. And so they checked her out and everything and then they brought her to me. But, um, but yeah, so then, um, with my second, when I was pregnant with him, they, the doctor was really pushing for a C-section with him because, really, yeah, because of a fourth degree tear, he was like, you know, you're, you're gonna, you're most likely going to tear really bad again because of the scar tissue. Mm -hmm. And so, um, he like really, really pushed for a C-section and not researching it like I should have, I ended up agreeing to with the scheduled C-section. Oh, wow. And I now thinking back, I'm like, you know, it's not like you can go back and change things, but I wish I would have researched it more instead of just going with what he said or got more opinions. And um, so I ended up doing a C-section with him. Well, you know, isn't it so unfortunate to think that, I mean... <sighs> The problem is, is of course, this is, we are the ones that ultimately have to do the research. We're the ones that ultimately have to understand what's going on, but we live in a society that tells us that doctors know best and always have our best interest at heart and they know the answers. So we get stuck in this place of assuming, oh, well, this must be the best way because this is what my doctor said was the best way. Right. And yeah, so I just went along with it, and I mean, he came out healthy, but I mean, my scheduled C-section was four days before his due date, and um, he we actually ended up with a NICU stay because um, he ended up not passing the heart test that they do, and um, he ended up having like the innocent murmur that where the valve is still open, like in the womb, the, the little, I don't remember what it's called, but the little heart valve thing that's open and his just took longer to close is what it was. Mm-hmm. And um, so we ended up being in the NICU for a while. And so, and of course I didn't want to leave him in the NICU. So I stayed and I think we were there almost, we were in the NICU for like five days. I think it was, they were just monitor, monitoring him and everything. So, um, so yeah, so his birth was probably, even though it was scheduled and it wasn't an emergency C-section or anything, his, I, I felt like I had probably had a little bit of postpartum depression with him just mm-hmm. after everything. So, yeah. So when we got pregnant with number three, I felt like I wanted to do things differently. <laughs> and now you said, so this, uh, your, your second baby was, is six now, correct? He's five. Yeah. Oh, five. Okay. So yeah, five. And then five. your, th- and your third baby is, He just turned two. Yep. Okay. So this was, this was pretty recent. Yeah. So yeah, he wasn't too long ago. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I just, I felt like when I got pregnant with him, I was like, I felt like I just, there, I could do things differently. So, Mm -hmm. um, I went back to the same OB in the beginning and he was, and I talked to him. I was like, you know, I really think I really want to try for a VBAC this time. I was like, I think I can do it. And he's like, well, you have to remember why we did the C-section with your other one in the first place. You know, you have scar tissue. You're likely to tear really bad again. And um, so I kind of like just got the vibes that he it wasn't going to happen. And so I started researching more into the midwifery care and we, my husband and I, we found a birth center that was an hour away from us. And I 
asked my husband, I was like, I really want to go check this place out. And he's like, he was all on board for it. So we went and as soon as we got to the birth center and we started talking to him, just the atmosphere and how encouraging they were. And I was just like, yep, we're coming here. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing this here. And, um, so I ended up staying, I was, I think, yeah, it was 18 or 19 weeks when we went to interviews. So I went to my 20 week appointment with the OB just to go ahead and do the 20 week scan and everything and to check, you know, my scar area. And he was like, Oh yeah, it looks good. And all that. And I was like, so you think I could be a good candidate for a VBAC? And he was like, yeah, but you know, you have to remember again. And I'm like, okay, that's all I needed to hear. Like my scar was good. Like I was a good candidate. And I was like, peace out. Yep. <laughs> See ya. And, um, so, yep. So we switched to the birth center at 20 weeks and the midwives were so encouraging and, you know, and they were definitely like, you know, you've already had one vaginal birth, you know, and you know, you had a C-section. So you're more likely to have a good result being that you've already had a vaginal birth too. Right. And so, um, I have two yeah, things. So, do you mind if I do? I no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So first thing that I was thinking about when you, you said, you know, you talked to your husband about it and he was immediately like, yes, let's go check this out. Why do you think that was, did you, did you show him any resources that made him feel that way? Or was it that, you know, he just, he was there with you during the experiences and thought like, oh, this can't be the best way. Well, it's funny because at, when I see section, like after, you know, my C-section was really fast. And I mean, I healed really good. Like, I can't say anything like, you know, healing wise, it was completely fine. And it went good. I think mm-hmm. as good as a C-section could go. But right. um, yeah, so and it was funny, because like, after we had had him, my husband was like, Oh, that was so easy. And you know, they just can't, got him right out. You didn't have to go through labor, like, you know, <laughs> but then, you know, I have to go through this healing process, you know, it's major surgery. And right. so, um, but yeah, like with my third, it was like, you know, I just felt like I, I was reading, you know, the Ina Mae Gaskin book mm-hmm. and, you know, talking all these birth stories to him. And I was like, you know, I was, I was like, God designed our body to, you know, do this. I was like, I can do this. And um, so he, he's usually pretty supportive unless I have crazy ideas, which I thought <laughs> he would think this was a crazy idea. <laughs> right. But, um, but yeah, so he, I just talked to him and I was like, I just I really feel led to go check this place out. And so I think that's why he was just supportive. He was like, okay, we'll go check this out. And then after meeting them and hearing what they had to say, he, like when we were leaving there, he was like, I feel really good about this place. Like, I really mm-hmm. think we, we should do this. So it was, right. and it was nice to have his support. For oh, that. absolutely. Yeah. That yeah. makes a world of difference. A supportive partner is just, oh, vital. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah, that's, that's really great. And I always love hearing those stories when the husband goes and meets the midwives and is the one walking out, you know, saying like, yep, this is it. Like, yeah. okay, met him I and I love him. Yeah. I was so surprised because, you know, I thought he would think, you know, this is a crazy idea and all that, which he might've thought like on the way up there, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, leaving there and him saying those things, it just, it made it that much more like, yep, we're, we're doing this. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Well, so how was the rest of that pregnancy and what was the birthing experience like? Yeah. The, I mean, the pregnancy went good. Um, yeah, I, I did have an umbilical, I got an umbilical hernia with my second So Mm -hmm. like, so with the rest of my pregnancies, like that would bother me early on in pregnancy, but usually by the end of pregnancy, it was pretty much like, it didn't bother me too bad. But um, other than that, like the pregnancies went good. Um, He was a late one, which we were surprised because my first, she came at 30, she came the day before her due date. Mm -hmm. And um, so with my third, we thought, you know, he'll he'll come around the due date or whatever. Now my due date went and passed. Oh, and, and then every day lasted three years. Yeah, after yes, that. it did. Because my <laughs> husband, you know, he, he gets a pretty good chunk of time from work to, um, to take. So he had taken off around the due date and here we are just sitting. I felt like we were sitting around twiddling our thumbs, except I'm trying, you know, trying to do all these things to induce labor, but he's sitting around twiddling. his thumbs, like, okay, when's this baby going to come? And, um, <laughs> Yeah, I so, was promised a child. Yes, right. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be pregnant forever. Right. And, um, so at my 41 week appointment, um, they ended up 
stripping my membranes because they're like, okay. Cause I knew I was like, I don't want to hit 42 weeks. I'll have to go to the hospital. I knew my chances of having a VBAC at the hospital were not going to be as great. Right. So at 41 weeks, they did strip my membranes. And then me and my mom, after that appointment, we like went around like walking all these places and we went to the <laughs> mall walking and this lady's like, Oh, when are you due? And I was like a week ago. And she's like, Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, that gives the best looks, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. And she was like, Oh, my doctor wouldn't let me go that far. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Mm. Right. <laughs> and, um, so yeah. So then finally, and I did have, um, some prodromal labor, like, I think it was the next night where I was up all night with contractions, but they weren't consistent. And, you know, instead of sleeping like I should have, I'm up, like, timing the contraction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, maybe this is the night, but no. So then, like, you know, six in the morning, I'm, like, sleeping half the day. <laughs> and um, and then I had, like, another night of contractions. But finally, um I think I was, I was 41 and three when I had him. So it was like the day before, um, contractions started to pick up and I think they were about 15 minutes apart. And I just contacted my midwife just, or the student midwife at the time and, um, just let her know. And being that I was an hour away, they, you know, they didn't want to push things too much. So they wanted to make sure I made it there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think by the time they got 10 minutes apart, that's when me and my husband hit it to the birth center. And so we were driving up there and I felt like things started slowing down when we were driving. And I think it probably just nerves and all of that. So when we got to the birth center, things kind of stalled out. Mm -hmm. And so they were like, it's okay. You know, by the time we got there, it was, it was six o'clock, I think. So we, um, we kind of just hung out for a while and then she was like, well, why don't you just rest and get some sleep? And then, you know, we'll see if the contractions continue. And so we got a few hours of sleep, which was nice because I'd been up nights before, you know, prodromal labor. Right. And, um, and then around three in the morning, I think like things started, I could, they, I couldn't sleep through them anymore. And, so they had some like herbal tinctures and stuff they were giving me trying to pick up things. And then by morning, um, my husband and I, like there's like a little cul-de-sac around the birth center. So we would go out there and walk around and they actually had me use the rebozo to kind mm. of lift my stomach up to, you know, help. They said help the like baby in the cervix. I, I can't remember. Right. To like engage the baby. Yeah. Yes. So a lot of times, so it's kind of like the abdominal lift and tuck, I guess, like yes. you're kind of lifting your belly up. Yeah. And that's really good for just kind of pulling the baby up out of the pelvis so that it can kind of realign in the right place and then put the pressure in the right places. Right. Yes. So that really started picking things up because mm. um, when like, so me, my, they had my husband like lifting it up at each contraction. So we were walking around and each time I had a contraction, he would help me like lift it up. He would stay behind me and lift, you know, the rebozo. And so, um, so yeah, we did that for about an hour. So by the time I got back into the birth center, um, I was like, okay. I was like, can I get in the water now? Like, I feel like things are picking up. So they did check me and I was at, I believe it was seven. And, um, so they started filling the pool up and got me in there. And yeah, within an hour, I was a 10. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I hit that water. And it's funny because I guess the water can either slow you down or speed you up because mm-hmm. I feel like with me, it speeds me up. <laughs> I guess and I think that it depends. Point. Right. Exactly. I was going to say, I think it depends because, you know, a lot of times for early labor, if you get into the water, that can help you know, if it's not actually time that can kind of stop things so you can get some rest. But then when it's, when it's about time to where it like, it's like, that can be the thing that gets you going. And sometimes it's, if you've been in the water, when you get out, then that's the thing, but it's like that shift and change can Mm -hmm. totally do it. Yeah. So yeah, within an hour I was out of 10 and I started pushing in the water and things were not progressing very much so we got out we tried the toilet we tried 
the bed with um, one of those peanut balls in between my leg. And I tried standing up, like all these different positions within, because I pushed for three hours with him. Mm. Oh, boy. Yeah. And like, it's funny because, well, this will kind of play into my next birth, but my midwives had recommended chiropractic care with my third. And I was nervous about it. I had never been to the chiropractor. And I was like, so I never ended up going. And he, um, my third, he ended up being in a weird position. So even during pushing with him, my midwife, or actually the student midwife at the time, she like had her hand inside of me trying to push him under my pubic bone uh. <laughs> as I'm trying to push. And in the moment, it's like, I want to like, you know, please get out of there. It's not comfortable. And, but I knew I was like, whatever I have to do to get this baby out. And so I remember, um, right before it was, I I was kind of like, just my energy level was just draining. And my midwife had recommended, um, getting some IV fluids. Cause she's like, I really think you're dehydrated because they had been trying to get me to drink. And I just wasn't drinking that much. And so I was like, okay, so they, cause at the birth center, you have a nurse too. I was wondering so, about this. Yeah. So, are, so did you use, yeah. were these CPMs or CNMs? At the, like, at the birth center at the time, there was no um, um, certified nurse midwives. It was all certified professional midwives. And then they had a nurse too. Very cool. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. So, but now they do have a certified nurse midwife at the birth center. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So, um, so she was able to give me some fluids and I really helped, felt like that helped a ton. It gave me some more energy back mm-hmm. and I was like, I can keep going. I can keep going. And, um, because at the point, like certain points, I was like, I can't do this anymore. And they were so supportive and they're like, you can do this, you can do this. And, um, I remember my husband saying, there's so many people praying for you. And I just felt like that oh. gave me so much more energy and just, I could do this. And so my water broke probably like five minutes before he was born and so like when his head so I ended up laying actually on my back in the bed that was the position he actually came out in and so when his head started coming out my midwife was like oh do you want to feel his head and I was like no I just want him out (laughs) I was like I was felt like I was in the zone and I felt like if I did anything I was like gonna get out of my zone so oh yeah um, that is a real thing yeah. So, and they had actually scooted me kind of towards the edge of the bed because they were kind of prepa- like preparing for shoulder dystocia just because I had it with my first. Mm-hmm. And um, so they had me at the edge of the bed, but once his head was out, it was one more push and his whole body came out because he was partially uncalled in the sack. Oh, and they, and they think that kind of like helped him just slide right on out. Right. Oh, and, that's uh, neat. Yeah. Cause he was definitely, he was my biggest baby. He, my first was eight one and then my second was eight. 13 and this one was 814. So he's a little bit <laughs> adding a little every yeah, time. A little bit. And um, so yeah, they he came on out and his poor little head, you know, was a little misshapen because he'd been sure. in a birth canal for so long. Three hours. <laughs> yeah. And um, but yeah, it was it was comforting too because you know they were monitoring his heart rate the whole time. That was a little bit I was concerned about, you know, just him being in there for so long, but they were monitoring home and um he came out and he cried right away and he was mm. good to go and nursed right away and <laughs> oh, but um yeah babies are so resilient like when yeah. you think about what they actually <laughs> what they're going through you know we think about yeah. our our <laughs> perspective but when you think about what the heck is happening to that baby when it's being born like the fact that they just like come out all wonky shaped but they're fine and they're, like they just yeah. go on about a um, nursing crazy yeah yeah he came out and I mean he like had his fist in his mouth like right away and so I like tried to like latch him on and he was just like yep that's and his little eyes like popped open and as soon as he's like getting milk and I was like that's what you wanted like he was like that was a lot of work (laughs) thank you (laughs) you got the IV fluids I need some fluid too yes right (laughs) but um yeah so I mean we stayed there for two hours they checked us all out and I did not I was really swollen down there (laughs) Mm-hmm. after pushing for three hours but they said like tearing wise like I might have had like a superficial like right. minor tear but it was you know it was swollen and they're like I think we're better off just like leaving you alone mm-hmm. and letting it like just heal on its own so yeah by far that had been my easiest recovery even with three hours of pushing and all of that 
like I felt like I was super tired but other than that like I was like it was so much easier (laughs) than any of them. I I mean can you like think about that like okay (laughs) your doctor wanted you to have a c-section right because of that and you didn't even need a stitch no not one just a little swollen yeah, that went is so upsetting. Hair to not, and you know, even my midwife having to have kind of put her hand in there, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of help him get up under there. It was like because you know his positioning, I guess, just wasn't the best, and mm-hmm. so you know she helped me. But even with all of that, it was still, yeah, not even a stitch. <laughs> and yeah, oh. so we stayed there for two hours and got to come home and. Me and him had an amazing sleep in the bed (laughs) because I was, you know, we were both wore out, but yeah, we had a good night's sleep and then, yeah. And then my healing went great. That's yeah. My, and then my healing was not major (laughs) abdominal surgery. So it was not. That was good. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Oh, I'm so happy that you got to experience that. You know, I'm so happy that you, you had the wherewithal to be like, yeah, I don't think this is, you know, I don't think I need to be having a C-section. And then one question that I had was, Mm -hmm. so I, I don't know the regulations in each state. So in Virginia, I'm guessing like home birth, uh, like an HBAC or birth center after cesarean, Mm -hmm. that is, that's something that moms do there. Well, yeah. Um, so my birth center, I can't remember. They're one of the only ones that I think will take a VBAC. Mm -hmm. I'm not positive, but they will do it. And, um, so as long as you've only had one C-section, they won't take two. And, um, yeah. So, but at the time my insurance did not cover Mm -hmm. a birth center. So we ended up paying all out of pocket. And and that was another big thing. Like I didn't know if my husband, you know, would want to do that because, you know, it was, you know, quite a bit of money versus, you know, having insurance cover your birth. And, but yeah, so that also was a big, I knew he was super supportive if he was, you know, as after talking to them and then wanting to, you know, be willing to pay everything out of pocket. So that's amazing. That's yep. And, and wow, (laughs) look how that, that turned out, you know, look how that decision turned out so beautiful. Okay. Gosh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What, what, what goes on after that? (laughs) Then baby, baby number four four was a surprise, <laughs> gotcha. and, um, but a very nice surprise. And, um, yes. And so with him, I was like, Oh yeah, I know what we're doing. And so I go and I, it's funny because when I called the birth center to make my first appointment, um, the midwife there, she was actually not one of the midwives that was at his birth, but she was one I had seen because they have, um, right now I think they have two midwives there. And then, of course, they have student midwives, too. Right. And um, so she I, she answered the phone, and I was like, hi there. And, you know, I made my appointment, and she was like, well, and then she realized who it was, and she was like, oh, my goodness, like, so excited. Oh. <laughs> and it was so nice to call somewhere. You know, you call a doctor's office, and they, they have no idea, like, who you are. <laughs> and, right. And so for her to be like, oh, my goodness, I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to see you again and talk to you and all of that. It was, like, it was just so nice. It really so, is. Um, and that's, that's something, I mean, I remember as a student midwife, my midwife would send out a text and be like, you know, so-and-so is pregnant again. And like, you get so excited because you're so attached to these people, seeing them first, you know, once a month, but then week in and week out yes. and being such a huge part of, you know, such a massive life experience. Oh my gosh. When people get pregnant again and come back to you, it's like, oh, yay. Yes, I know. It, it's, it was just so, it was so exciting because the appointments it is, it's like talking to a friend, each appointment you go to, mm-hmm. you guys talk about your kids and just like, you know, all these things. It's, it's I, you look forward to going versus going to the doctor where you're like, not so much looking forward to it. Right. Yeah, so, um, yep. So we went back to the same birth center, but so my birth center will do home births too. Okay. And so, um, so I just had this kind of feeling like I really wanted to try a home birth this time because we had kind of discussed it with my third, but being that he was a VBAC, I just felt more comfortable going to the birth center to have him and, mm-hmm. you know, being close. Cause it, that the birth center has a really good 
relationship with the hospital that oh, is great. close to them. So that was reassuring too. Like if I had to have been transferred, you know, they were in good, ter- good terms because I knew close to me, the hospitals, I didn't think they were as supportive of midwifery care. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why we had chose to definitely do it at the birth center with home. And then with this one, I felt like, okay, like maybe like we can do a home birth this time. So I just talked to my husband about it and he was all on board. Like he, like we're both kind of homebodies. So he was like, that sounds awesome. Like we don't Not have to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, yeah, so I talked to them about it because they will do home births up to an hour, depending on, you know, the, if the midwife can do it. And so I'm right, like right at an hour from the birth center. So I talked to my midwife about it and she was on board for it and I was super excited and a little nervous too, but, um, so yeah. So, I mean, the pregnancy was kind of non-eventful. It was, it went pretty smoothly, but it um, sounds like you did a few things different with this I one. I did do a few different things. Um, so I, you know, I'd heard about chiropractic care and through your podcast, you know, about chiropractic care and I knew I, like, I was nervous about it like with my third I was like you know I I just never had been and I was like you know I really think I should try it this time well I kind of oh and also differently I had a doula this time with my third I did not have a doula and as supportive as my husband was and everything I wish and you know the the midwife and the student midwife and everybody they were super supportive but I could see how a doula would had come into play because right. they were very focused especially because I'd pushed so long they were very focused on me and the baby and all that everyone's health so I could mm-hmm. see where a doula would have come into play so as soon as I found out I was pregnant I went in search of a doula that's <laughs> and, so smart yes and I found an awesome doula well it's actually two ladies who are a team and um so I contacted them and got, so I, and actually my doula was good friends with the midwife too. So they work really good together. And um, so, yep. So I had a doula, I was planning all of that. And so with my midwife, you know, I was talking about chiropractic care and I had planned to go at 30, start going at 30 weeks for, to the chiropractor. Well, Mm -hmm. I kind of just put it off and put it off (laughs) and ended up hitting 38 weeks. And I was like, okay, yes. I was like, no, I can't wait any longer. Like I need, if I'm going to do this, I need to do this. So I went to, um, there, um, my midwife is really good friends with a local chiropractor to them and he specializes in pregnancy and child and children and everything. So I went to him and he was like, okay, you know, he adjusted me and he, he even actually asked me cause he could feel like my pelvis on one side was twisted. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, did you ever have like an injury to your pelvis? And I was like, not that I can remember here. I am like calling my mom, like, did I ever have an injury? Like, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. as a kid. And she's like, not that I remember, but, um, cause he said it was twisted. And so, you know, he adjusted me and he was like, well, hopefully we can get a couple more adjustments in, you know, before, you know, you go into labor. Cause he had asked me, you know, when I had went into labor with my other ones and, um, Oh goodness. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I went to that adjust- adjustment and then I made it to one more. It was like a Friday. Uh, yeah, it was a Friday. So I went a Wednesday and a Friday, I think it was. And he, so he adjusted me again. And so I had an appointment for Monday for another adjustment and, um, that weekend we had went to like this festival and I'd walked around and I had some like random contractions there, but you know, just, just intense Braxton Hicks is what I thought it was. And so then Monday came, but my husband was supposed to be, he was out of town, but he wasn't like too far away. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I had an appointment that Monday, but I ended up canceling it because I had started having more consistent contractions, even though they weren't, they were sporadic, but they were getting more intense. Like I feel like, and I was afraid if I'd went to that chiropractic appointment, I was going to sh- for surely go into labor. Right. I've heard of women <laughs> like going to the chiropractor and then going into labor. And so I turned 39 weeks that Sunday. And so Monday came and I started having contractions, sporadic contractions all day. And, but I wasn't paying that much attention to them. 
And I noticed they were getting more intense that evening. And like, you know, my kids, like every little thing they did, I was getting irritated by, which is not usual. And I'll be like, hold on, guys, I'm getting another like belly tightening. Just hold on. Like, you know, and so I called my like my husband had been in touch with me all day. and He's like, you know, do I need to come back home? And I'm like, I think it's okay. And then that evening I was like, I think it's better if you come home. And he's like, okay. So he, he got home around eight that evening. And so I, th- I was like, you know, it's probably like, you know, my third's birth, like, you know, I'm probably having this prodromal labor stuff and then we'll have them in a couple of days. Well, actually this was a surprise baby. So we didn't know it was a him at the time. Right. <laughs> and um, I was like, well, we'll have the baby in a couple of days. And but he was like, well, I sh-, you know, we both thought he should come home just to be on the safe side. And so we, I get the kids to bed and then I go, I did text my doula and let her know, you know, I'm having these contractions, but they're, they've been kind of sporadic and, but I just wanted to let you know. And she was actually with my midwife at the time. So she told mm-hmm. her and she said, okay, well, just get some rest and maybe they'll slow down, you know, if it's not real labor. And I said, okay. So I go to bed and I remember waking up like, once every hour to a contraction, but it wasn't anything like I could still go back to sleep. And so around 1am, I couldn't sleep through them anymore. So I was like, well, maybe I should get up and start timing them. And they still I mean, they were intense, but it wasn't I didn't feel like it was anything like my other's birth. Mm. And so but they were still kind of sporadic, like they would be 10 minutes apart. And, and the lengthwise, they would, some would be 30 seconds long, some would be a minute long. And so around, uh, I timed them for about an hour. And again, they were just kind of all over the place. And then around 2.15, I texted my doula and I said, I think things are starting to pick up a little bit. And she was like, okay, well, since I have an hour, I'll go ahead and leave. And she said, if things start to pick up more, go ahead and text your midwife. If not, I'll, I'll get in touch with her when I get there mm-hmm. and tell her where we're at. And I said, okay. And I woke my husband up and I said, things are starting to get more intense. I was like, but it, cause like right after I texted her, things start to pick up a little bit more. <laughs> Isn't and, that uh, so funny how that happens? Yeah. Sometimes? <laughs> and I was like, the okay. alert was sent out and now yes. everybody's like, all right, cool. Someone's coming. Let's do it. <laughs> yes. It, I think that's what it was. I don't know. But so then I, um, I like things started to pick up and I told my husband, I was like, I don't know if it's time to let the midwife know. Like, I just don't know. And I, I like, I had an, a couple more contractions and then I was like, okay, it's time. Well, I text her <laughs> and then I forget that she doesn't get text messages. Like she turns off her texting at night. So I'm supposed oh. to call her. And I knew that, but I don't know why I didn't do that. <laughs> and then like, I had another contraction. I told my husband, I was like, you need to call her. I was like, <laughs> it's time. And he's like, okay. So he goes and calls her and lets her know. And, um, so that was like around two thirty, and then things just kind of picked up a little faster. We had rented a birth pool. So my, we, my husband had blown it up the night before and he had started filling it. Cause I told him, I was like, you need to start filling this. And so I'm kind of like in between contractions, I'm like giving him orders. <laughs> what to do. Yes. I'm like, okay, turn on the oils. Like, I'm like, can you fill up my water cup? Like all these things. So I was making sure I was staying hydrated this time. I was like, you know, Good this idea. is going to be a long event. I'm staying hydrated. <laughs> and, um, I was like, can you turn on the music? Like all these things. And so the birth pool, like I had gotten one of the, the smallest size birth pool you could get. And, um, so he started feeling like it had was halfway filled up and I was starting to have to moan through contractions. And I was like, Oh goodness. And I was like, <laughs> I'm making, cause I was going to wait until they got there to make sure I was far enough along to, you know, to get into the water. And I told my husband, I was like, I'm making the executive decision to get in that birth pool as soon as it's filled up enough. I love it. And, um, yeah. And so as soon as like, I knew I could like at least cover my belly, like I like got in, but then I was like, Oh no, because then things started picking up faster. <laughs> of like, oh goodness. Yeah. I was like, as soon as I hit the water, like I had these two huge back-to-back contractions and, Oh, and I forgot to mention my daughter who is eight, she wanted to be at the birth mm-hmm. because she had been watching birth videos with me. She loves listening to this podcast with me. And, and so she wanted to be at the birth, but we didn't know things were going to pick up so fast Mm -hmm. either. So all my kids were sleeping and, um, 
so like we in the moment we just didn't even think about waking her up Mm -hmm. and um so we had the two back-to-back contractions and I heard our dog bark outside and I look and I don't see headlights or anything and I asked my husband I'm like is that somebody and he goes oh I think so and then he's like no never mind that's nobody and I was like in my head I was like oh no no one is making it (laughs) like nobody's gonna make it and um so like I then I had two contractions and I remember having a break in between like Mm. a little bit of a break and I was like oh goodness does this mean like you know, like is, kind of the wall this before the break? pushing. Yes. So I remember in the second, like the next contraction I had, it, and then I had the break. I remember praying like, Lord, please just don't let me have to push as long as time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, and it's funny because I remember feeling really out of control with my third, like during the pushing thing, like I couldn't focus. I was just very, just kind of just out of it. Mm-hmm. And I remember with this birth, I was, I felt like so much more in control. I felt like I could, in between contractions, I could focus and everything. And so I remember praying that. And then sure enough, next contraction, I just started pushing. There was just, there was no stopping it. And my husband could, and this was the first time I really felt like that fetal ejection. Uh, (laughs) It was like with my third, I didn't really feel the urge to push until like halfway through pushing with him. And I had told my midwife at my appointments, you know, about that and, um, so she was very much like, cause she wasn't the midwife I had had at the birth with my third. She was um, mm-hmm. the other midwife. And so she was like, well, we'll make sure, you know, even if you're at a 10, you know, we'll make sure, you know, you feel the urge to push before you start. And I was like, okay. And um, so, yeah, so I definitely felt it this time. And my <laughs> husband heard me pushing and he comes in the room and he starts rubbing my back and he was like, you got this, just do whatever you got to do. You, you can do this. And, um, so he was like, when that contraction stopped and I had stopped pushing, he was like, okay, is it okay if I, cause of course being that we live in a rural area, we don't, we only have service at certain parts in our house. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, welcome like, to my life. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, let me run. He was like, is it okay if I leave the room to let the midwife know you're pushing? And I was like, yeah. So he leaves the room to let her know that I had started pushing and the contra- another contraction comes and I start pushing again and I start feeling baby's head <gasps> and here comes baby's head and I yell to my husband. I'm like the baby's head, the baby's head. And he like comes back in the room and he puts his hand in the water and has his, his hand on the baby's head and then next push baby's out. Oh, and how amazing. He, yes. And he lifts the baby up onto me. And I was like, oh my goodness, like what just happened? (laughs) I was like, I was like, I literally pushed three times, like compared to three hours of pushing and then three pushes. Yeah. uh, The Lord definitely heard that. Yes. yes. (laughs) I got you, girl. Yes. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, he was not playing around. He was like, okay, here you go. Like, (laughs) No, your midwife's um, not going to be here, but you got this. Yes. And so he was like, Okay, like once, and he, I was expecting for him, you know, because I heard like water bursts, you know, it take, sometimes takes him a little while to cry. But mm-hmm. with him, it, he like, he cried almost right away. Oh, and that's and, so comforting in yes, the situation that you were in. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so um, my husband grabs a towel and then I was like, well, wait, we got to like look and see what it was, see what it <laughs> is. And so we look and it's a little boy and, um, And then I realized at that moment too, I was like, oh no, you have to go wake up my daughter. Like she did it. (laughs) And um, he was like, well, I'll wake her up in a minute since he's already here. So I sat in the pool for a minute and then um, like, you know, I'd started bleeding and everything. And that was another thing with both my other vaginal births. I had had to have Pitocin shot in Mm. my leg. And so I was a little, that was my only like concern. Like I knew he was good. And then I like, but of course the water makes it look like you're bleeding more than you are. Right. Yeah. And so, um, my husband like helped me out. He put like pads down on the couch cause we had the birth pool in the living room and he put some like pads down on the couch and he got me like laid down on the couch. And by that time my doula pulled in and she did not know that the baby was already here. Huh. My, husband, my husband, she didn't have service like from the point where she was at to when she got here, when he was letting everybody know. Mm-hmm. And um, so he texted my midwife and he let her know that the baby is already here. Here she is sending messages 
on how to slow me down pushing and all this stuff. And he didn't get any of that because the baby came too fast. <laughs> and, Sorry, um, that's irrelevant at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so he let her know that the baby was here and the baby had cried and, you know, all that. So she already knew before she got here, but my doula didn't know. And I heard her open the car door and, um, and then the baby had let out a cry and everything. So she walks in and she was like, oh, hello. And I was like, oh, hi. I was like, baby's here. <laughs> and, uh, and she's like, okay. And actually my doula works for, as a birth assistant for local midwives too. So oh, that's nice. She, yeah. She actually helped me with the placenta part because, you know, I was still getting, I actually felt like the contractions were worse, like <laughs> before the placenta came out. I was like, okay, baby's here. You know, I'm not, I, I don't want to do these contractions. <laughs> Why is this yeah. still a thing? <laughs> yeah. And, um, so she like, she gave me this little, cause I was still kind of moaning through those contractions before the placenta came out and she gave me this little thing to hold and squeeze onto my, on my hand. So, um, and then she kind of looked cause I was like, I feel the placenta and she kind of looked and yeah, so she kind of helped me with the placenta part, which was nice. And, um, and, and my husband woke up our daughter and she came out like all sleepily and she like walks over to the birth pool and she looks in it. And then she looks at me laid out on the couch and she's like squinting. And I was like, the baby's here. Do you want to see? And she was like, I thought that was Silas on you, which is my third. Oh, and, uh, she goes, I thought that was him laying on you. Cause I had, you know, the baby, it was in a towel. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, I was like, it's the baby. I was like, it's a boy. And she comes over and she like touches his head and then she kind of walks around sleepily. And my husband's like, do you want to go back to bed? And she's like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> she was all out of it. And um, so, yeah, so then my midwives came. And um, they... How far, how far out were they when you actually had the baby, the midwives? They, they got here around 20 minutes after he was born. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so, um, yeah, because my doula was about 15 minutes and they, they were probably like five or 10 minutes later after mm-hmm. he was born. And so they got here and my midwife's like, hello there. And it's funny because at all my appointments, like leading up to his birth, they they knew like being that I had had such long labors and, you know, long pushing. My midwife was so encouraging. She kept saying, you're going to have a three hour labor and you're going to push for 30 minutes and all this stuff. Oh. And so when she walked into the house, <laughs> into the house, I was like, Kim. I was like, that labor was way fast. And I only pushed three times. <laughs> she was like, and she was like, well, and, but I was like, I wouldn't have changed it for anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, I felt bad that they missed it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, my friends missed my birth. <laughs> yeah, I was exactly. And, um, but it was so comforting to know, you know, they were on their way. They could check us mm-hmm. out. And, and so she did, she like checked us all out. And I actually got to cut his cord because my husband oh. had cut, our third cord. And, um, so she, my midwife had asked if he wanted to cut the cord and he was like, I'm good, you know? And so she, and so she's like, do you want to cut the cord? And I was like, sure. And so I cut the cord and, um, cause you know, he had, we had done some serious delayed cord. Can- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, very nice. Yes. And, uh, so with, they helped me get into the bed, like, and, um, yeah, they checked us all out, made sure I ate something and, they checked me and again, I didn't need any stitches with him. Amazing. And even though he came super fast, cause I was, I was a little sore after he came out <laughs> cause it was a little fast. And actually right. he was my smallest baby. He was seven, mm. 14. Okay. And, um, so, um, but yeah, so not a single stitch, even though he came out pretty fast and That's so wonderful. Yeah. And, and all on your own. Yeah. You know? it, was, it was, yeah, they were like, you're such a rock star. And I was like, I was just like, so like it, it just went better than I could I was like I wish you guys were here but I was like the mm-hmm. birth went awesome <laughs> yeah yeah I wish you were here because I wish you would have seen how awesome I was well, yeah but <laughs> and I was like it would have like I was like you guys traveled all this way and all that but yeah it was it was nice and it was they're awesome because they my husband was like you know working on cleaning out the birth pool and here they are you know they got it they're on top of it cleaning cleaning mm-hmm. up all of the stuff and yeah, it was, I was like, I just, and it was nice because my husband and I's ninth anniversary was the October, the next day, October 2nd. Oh, how sweet. And so that was kind of like, I was like, even though they missed it, it was kind of like a special moment for us because, mm-hmm. you know, he, he helps catch him and put him on me and, 
it was just like, I was like, it was a nice early anniversary present. (laughs) That is beautiful. That is, oh my goodness. That's so, so sweet. Yeah. My husband even said afterwards, he was like, you know, he goes, when I heard you start pushing, I was a little concerned just because, you know, Mm -hmm. you had to push with for three hours with Silas. So he goes, once the baby was here, I was just relieved. And Mm. he goes, it was kind of awesome. (laughs) Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And, and how neat for him to have been able to play such an integral role in it. Like he was able to put his hand there and just reach down and pick up your baby and put him on your chest. He did. He just like supported his head. He, and then the next push he was out and he just like scooped him on up and just put him on me. And it was, it was, it was, it was definitely a whirlwind. It was like, (laughs) because here I am not, you know, I'm expecting to be in labor for a while and I'm expecting to have to push for a little while. And yeah, it was, it was better than I could have asked for. I think there's something kind of special about a midwife kind of speaking words over you like that. And my midwife from my first birth, even though she had moved in the meantime, during my um, pregnancy with my second baby, a few times she was like, you're going to have a shorter birth this time. I'm thinking it's going to be, I'm thinking it's going to be pretty short and coming from, you know, a long arduous labor. I was like, Oh gosh, I hope you're right. And yep. And there it was three and a half hours. She actually was in town when I gave birth. So she got there uh, like three minutes before the baby was born, which was (laughs) awesome. But it's so sweet to hear, like you had that same experience of your midwife being like, I think it's going to be three hours and 30 minutes of pushing. And and you know, that's, that's kind of yeah. what it was even less for the pushing. Yeah. And, and, and I told her, I was like, I felt like I slept through most of my labor, which was very weird <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because I'm like, you know, like with the other ones, I just felt like I was up, but I, I took their advice this time and went to sleep instead of like trying to time things. Right. And, um, yeah. So I was like, I just felt like I slept through most of my labor, which <laughs> he was just here. Right. It's a decent way to do it. Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, so her, I felt like just her encouraging words and then the chiropractic care, like, I really think like him adjusting me just twice and, you know, I probably helped him get in a better position because my Mm -hmm. third, you know, was probably just in this wonky position and had a hard time coming out. And then like, so I think the chiropractic care really, I keep telling like all my friends who are expecting or, like, you know, going to be expecting in the future. I'm like, definitely look into it. I was like, cause yeah. it was pretty awesome. <laughs> and, and going back to that, I know that you mentioned, um, that he said, you know, did you have any kind of like mm-hmm. trauma to your pelvis or anything like that? Did you ever come up with anything? Did you think that like, Oh, maybe it was actually like my previous birthing experiences that right. caused that? And he, like, that was something he had mentioned too. He was like, you know, I wonder if it is because you had a pretty rough delivery with your first between forceps Mm -hmm. and, you know, all of that. And then just having a C-section too puts more trauma on your body. And the whole like three hour pushing with my third. That's a lot. Yeah. So he was like, you know, your, your pelvis could have been, you know, in a wonky position to begin with. And maybe that's why you had harder deliveries with your, you know, your first two vaginal births. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I'm I'm not sure, but um, I just know like you know him adjusting me just twice, and he was talking about you know we were I was joking around with him at one of like the last appointment you know um, I had told him you know I was having a home birth at the time and you know he's good friends with my midwife and and I was talking about like how she was telling me about precipitous births and how you know people have those and I'm just like laughing because. Like that would never happen to me. Like mm-hmm. I would never have like a fast birth or anything. <laughs> like I, I was like, I'm prepared, you know, for a longer, like, I was like, hopefully this one will just be a little bit shorter and I just won't have to push as long, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I did go see him two weeks after I had him and told him, or actually my midwife had already told him about my super <laughs> fast <laughs> and he was, and I was like, you know, and I was like, I, I thank you too. Cause I was like, I think your chiropractic care played a huge part in, you know, getting him in the right position and it being easier for my body to push him out. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Well, yeah. and, and now that you're in this postpartum phase, how, how's it going? It was it, like, it was funny because I felt like I had so much energy after his birth versus my third, where I was very, very tired. Mm-hmm. Um, 
my midwives are like, are you tired now? You know, cause they stayed for, you know, quite a few hours and, and they were like, are you tired now? And do you want to rest now? And I'm like, I'm still wide awake. I'm still good. And then, you know, <laughs> I finally did get a little sleepy, but, right. but it was hard be, to stay in bed because, you know, you, like, I felt so good. I could just get up yeah. and walk around and, but my midwives are like, you know, you have to rest. And I'm like, I know. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I it's know. nice too. I bet you've got, you know, you've got an eight-year-old that probably doesn't mind helping a little here and oh, there yes. too. So. Yeah. She, she loves the help. And she's like, anytime she wants, like, she's like, I can hold him for you. And <laughs> I can That's do these so things. And, uh, and then even my five-year-old, he's like, every night he's like, can I hold him now? Can I hold him? <laughs> but yeah, they were, they were super excited. It was nice to, you know, for them to be there and wake up in the morning to see their baby brother. And actually my mm-hmm. five-year-old, he was like, he, when he woke up was the same time they were kind of doing his newborn checkup, like weighing him and everything. So oh. he started crying and my husband went in there to get the boys up. And, um, when my son walked in, he was like, oh, mom, I heard the baby cry. And I asked dad, is the baby here? <laughs> <laughs> he was so excited. And so it was oh, nice to just sweet. be able for them to just walk in and see him. And yeah. my two-year-old, we didn't know how he would adjust just because he, you know, he's definitely very, just because two-year-old. <laughs> yes. And he's still very clingy to me. And so he saw the baby and I was like, do you see? Cause you know, here we are talking about this baby that's in my belly and mm-hmm. he, you know, he's like, you know, what are, what are they talking about? And then here there's a baby and he was, you know, so <laughs> oh. but, yeah, actually they're, they're, they were really true. Like they're talking about a real baby, but, um, <laughs> but so he sees the baby and he goes and, and, uh, my husband said, do you want to tell Sissy about the baby? Cause we didn't know if she would oh. remember anything. Right. And so he runs and he's like, I hear his little feet running down the hallway going, sissy, 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 baby, baby. Oh. <laughs> and um, so he comes and takes her in here and uh, into our room and says, look, sissy, baby. And, uh, and I asked her, I said, do you remember? And she was like, yeah, I remember. She goes, I remember seeing the pool and it had blood in it, mom. <laughs> like, yes, girl. I was like, yes, there was a little bit of blood. I was like, but it's all normal. And she was like, I know. And then so <laughs> after all these birth videos we watched, she was like, I yep, know. Exactly. And, and, um, but it, it's nice because she keeps telling me now, she's like, mom, when I have kids, I want you to be my doula and, oh. and I'm having a midwife. And I was like, oh, okay, girl. I was like, that's okay, right. Well, just, just melt my heart. That's fine. Yes. <laughs> that is so sweet. Yes. Oh my gosh. You're right. The intimacy of all of it, you know, the intimacy yes. of home birth and getting to have your entire family involved and yours specifically, you know, getting to have your husband be the one that's, that's there doing it. I just, yes. it there's nothing crazy. better. Yes, wow. it was. It, yes, it was more than I could have asked for. <laughs> mm, that is seriously. It's just that's what I wish for everybody. Yes, oh, it, it's it's super empowering, and I just I just wish that like everyone could have you know all all the moms out there could have a birth you know as empowering and feel empowered afterwards. Yes. Absolutely. Oh gosh. Well, Casey, I can't thank you enough for coming on and sharing your experiences. It's, it's always so encouraging. I know because I hear it from all of the listeners and it's, it's so encouraging for moms to hear the stories and experiences of other moms and your willingness to be able to share your journey, how you started and how things progressed. And then now ending with a victorious home birth. It's, it's just so inspiring to so many. So thank you for your willingness to do that. Yes. And I, you know, your podcast was what I listened to back and forth to my birth Mm -hmm. center trips and hearing the other moms empowering stories. So it, I'm I'm happy to share my story and hope that it encourages someone else out there. Oh, beautiful. Thanks so much, Casey. Thank you. Oh man, guys, as we head into this episode roundup, once again, there are just so many different areas that we could discuss further and further. So to pick a few, the first thing I wanted to discuss was the fact that we cannot trust others to provide us with education. Unfortunately, this is the lesson that so many of us learn through negative experiences. You don't know what you don't know until you know it. And this is exactly why sharing our stories and experiences is so powerful. Giving other mothers the tools and education they need before having to endure a preventable traumatic birth is the goal. And of course, even more, giving mothers the tools to have an empowering, 
peaceful birth is the ultimate goal. The second thing I wanted to mention was chiropractic care. You guys know I love chiropractors, but what a useful practice. Even with only two adjustments under her belt, Casey attributes much of the success and ease of her fourth experience to being adjusted by a Webster certified chiropractor. This can be so useful in so many ways. When we compare the pushing phase of Casey's third birth to her fourth, it's pretty clear that something was different and baby was in a better position. Chiropractic care is a great way to help that process. And then finally, there is something so magical and intimate about home birth. The fact that Casey and her husband were the only two present for the birth of their fourth baby the day before their very own anniversary. What a magical experience. Knowing that help was on the way was reassuring too. But what a beautiful way to become parents again. With strength and closeness, the two whose relationship is the foundation of the family got to be the two privileged to witness the newest addition. Home birth is so special, my friends. Although I never enjoy hearing the traumas and difficulties that lead moms to it sometimes, I am always so encouraged when these same mothers get to experience the brilliance of at-home midwifery care. And I am so grateful for the mothers who are willing to share it all, from the difficult to the beautiful, to act as a beacon for all of the other mothers and mothers-to-be. So thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode, and I look forward to seeing you back here next week.